You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 224. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram at turnersparks.com. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America across all social media platforms. Everyone, including a Peloton bike. Come follow me. Cap in America. Follow him on on Peloton. Race against Kaplan. I'll make you feel good about yourself because my times are terrible. My rides are, are, are pathetic. So you will beat me. You will feel good about yourself. Follow me. Get happiness guaranteed, like our old cereal sponsor oh, used to say. Who soon. we will not mention. Too soon. <laughs> Chino Liao is back on the podcast hey, today, Kaplan. Welcome back. We're yeah. talking about, well, uh, Chino, that was him. Chino is here with us. We will bring him in in just a minute. We're talking with Chino this week about, well, there was a story we read about the Filipino police um, killing nine people who they said were... Uh, linked to a terrorist organization, a communist terrorist organization in the Philippines. And then with just the slightest bit of digging, meaning reading the article, uh, any article on earth, they also, most any international publication say, this is not a terrorist organization. These people are humanitarian workers. And for some reason, Duterte wants to get rid of them. So we're going to dig into that and do in a minute. It dives deep what, what we found interesting is that when you dig into there is there is a communist uh, organization in the Philippines that yeah. has its own military, that has its own government, that collects taxes. We're going to get it. So that's what's interesting to me is living in a country where there's the government and then there's these other people who just decided they are the, they, also a government. They have their own Patreon page. They got everything. They're, they're, they're huge. They have a Peloton. <laughs> they have a Peloton. Follow you can up. race against them. So I think what, that's why we want to get Chino on, because we might be preparing for that soon in our country, whether it's from the far left or the far right. We're not exactly sure, but people are forming militia slash coalition governments all over the place. So yeah, we need I'm to see to. what to prepare for. Cap, all right. before Chino comes in um, and educates us, tell uh, Patreon. Let's talk about Patreon for a minute. Um, for $5 a month, You can listen to Kaplan and I three extra times a week. This show is free already, but we're going to throw you three extra shows for five bucks a month. Just Cap and I doing our full throttle comedy podcast about it was about life in quarantine for a while. Now that we're slowly coming out of it, it's about Kaplan's transition. He's running. He's not transitioning. I'm transitioning. That would actually be good for you. That, well, for, he's, currently he's running for political office in uh, for a city council in Long Island City, but but you're not getting a lot of traction so far. So maybe you should transition. If I that's, transitioned, that's I would get a lot more traction. I'd be number one in the polls. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps we could put a Patreon price on that for 50. How much dollars a month? And I'll start transitioning for a fifty dollars a month. Well, <laughs> that's a good point, because right now we're making we have three hundred and fifty two dollars a month is what we make in pledges. We've right. been saying 
since day one, when we were at $0 a month, we said that if we ever get to $4,400 a month, we will throw a yearly party for all of our subscribers in Region. New York City. We'll blow all that money on one party. We, we literally will, yeah, because <laughs> New York's expensive and 400 bucks a month ain't a lot. So, But if we're only $48 away from getting there. So join, and I'm here to announce right now on the air, this party will happen at the Friars Club in New York City. Wow. Governor Sparks, governor of the Friars Club, which is something you would know about if you listen to our Patreon show. You talk about it a lot. I'm a, governor's a, I'm a governor of the club. I got to throw a lot of weight around up you there. Throw a lot of weight. You talked to Governor Cuomo. I know you had to negotiate. From that, one governor to another governor. Yeah. yeah. He let us open. We reopened uh, two or three weeks ago. I've not been back there yet because I'm not fully vaccinated. But I do zoom in for the meetings. I did. I on good work. Listen, a lot of the hot, a lot of the big timers in America I, are, are hanging out there already. I heard that the Reverend Al Sharpton was there on Friday night last week. Oh, Reverend Sharpton. Look at that. So we could go hang out <laughs> with Reverend Take a Schmitz with Reverend Sharpton. <laughs> with, you, with a rabbi. and uh, Who else was there? Oh, man. Uh, someone from Star Trek. What's his name? Who's the Asian guy in Star Trek? Oh, oh, George Takai was there? George Takai was oh there a few God. days ago. So you don't know who you're going to run into when you're at the Friars Club. Was but he you're sitting there in, in, in the uh, sweat room? In the Barbra Streisand room, going up to the sweat room. Yeah, oh a shit. So that's where our party's going to be, folks. We don't have a date yet because we got to wait for everything to reopen. But jo- we're, we're $48 away. So join now. Kaplan, Send us $48 right. now. Put us over the, put us, if you put us over that line, the $400 line, we'll do something special for you at the party. I don't know what. <laughs> be the we'll one. do something. We'll figure something out. Yeah, exactly. And also, I should announce that I'm now going to be, starting in May, I'm going to be hosting a week, uh, every other week, every other Wednesday, I'll be hosting the comedy shows there in the lounge. So Ooh. I'll be the house MC at the Friars Club. How about that? Look at yeah, Look at that. Listen, when you're the governor, you make the decision. Yeah. You make things happen. You're like Governor Cuomo does all the comedy in the, in New York State for a while, for a whole year. You do all the comedy at the Friars Club. <laughs> I'm taking over for him. Yeah, in my in my domain. All Just right. Don't meet to anyone, please. They got Cap- very nice staff there. What do you know about this? Uh, about this? Um, the the Philippine situation. Let's start. I there. mean, I know you know you summarize. I know that uh, you know Duterte, as we talked about a few months ago is a crazy person, right? Yes. So I know that when I see that he kills nine people for any reason, I don't care if you say they were nine bank robbers or if they're nine terrorists or if they're nine, yeah. you know, fire, setting off fireworks outside. I don't care what you say. I know there's, I got to look under the covers a little bit. I know not to trust it. Look under the hood. Look under the hood. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> under the covers. <laughs> the covers Jesus. a little creepier. <laughs> Jesus. All right, cool. So sure enough. So yeah, there's this group uh, that's, you know, a that he said is connected to a communist sympathizer group, which I thought was interesting because I didn't know he was so hardcore anti-communist until this. Well, he's pro-China, so I yeah, thought he would exactly. be pro-communist. I so I don't understand how he's pro-communist towards China, anti-communist towards his own country. But um, but yeah, and then what we found out, it seems like the nine people he killed were not, in fact, as far as I can tell, well, we might be wrong, not, in fact, connected. His mistake not in, you know, honest, honest air. I mean, I guess he wants to send a message like to everybody. Just don't even be connected. Like he sends out his people go kill. some. I don't know what I don't even know what the thought process is. Or maybe they're the question I'm going to have is, you know, I know that some areas of the world, there's terrorist organizations that use use charitable organizations as covers, you know, NGOs. So 
but I don't think that's the case here from my from my peripheral reading of the uh, great research material you sent me. So Chino Leal, why don't you answer? Welcome to the show. Chino's the host of the Class Clown podcast. Check it out on all uh, podcast platforms and the Wrestling Wrestling. Did I say that right? Rest. Yeah, you got it. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast wrestling, and wrestling. Fu- with future guest Andrew Goldstein. We're going to hey. tonight. We, we just Goldstein doesn't even know yet, but we booked him. We booked him. <laughs> Chino, how, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks for having all, me back, guys. Yeah, we yeah. love it. You're one of our favorites. We'll go ahead and answer, I guess, Kaplan's question first, and then we'll get into where you are and how that. Sorry, is. Kaplan. What's the what was the question? Sorry. Oh no, I was saying that this that they uh what was what did I say? I said that the organization didn't seem like uh you know sometimes there's NGOs around the world that are kind of covers right. for Hamas or Hezbollah or something, but they right. don't seem like they strike me. They might be communist or left leaning, but they're not. No. This is okay. Karapatan, as I said. Yeah, right? okay, Karap. Okay, you know what's funny is Karapatan uh, or however else you said it actually just means rights. It, that's what it means. Human rights. Human rights. Yeah, that's what the little... what, that's what the name means. So in the Philippines, if you care about civil welfare and human rights, you are automatically a communist. That's it's like the ACLU. Right? We have yeah, a bunch of comments how, over that now, ACLU that's, here. That's how they paint people now in the Philippines because it's essentially a power grab. That's essentially the point of all of this. He doesn't want people speaking out against him. He doesn't. If there's an inkling of, of a threat against his power or his his position, that's what I that's what I think he goes after right now. He being uh, President Duterte. And why does he? So the um the human rights organization, which is called which is called Karapatan, yeah, which is hum, which just means human rights. Why is are, are is the as Kaplan said? Do they have any connection to this communist group? Or is that totally false? It's not proven. People okay. are saying that they do have a communist co- connection, um, but it hasn't been proven yet. Um, because nowadays in, in the Philippines, it's very in vogue, I guess you could say, to just suddenly point fingers and call people communists now. Um, red red tagging has become a lot more prevalent now because of a recent law that was passed by the government that's ba- that basically says they can arrest anybody who says a suspected communist. It's basically what the law says. I mean, they're like uh, in the 1950s in America. It's very retro. <laughs> right, exactly. Red tagging. The, I mean, that's the, like, the Hollywood blackness and all that. Yeah, yeah. So Even in the 80s, we used to call people communists. Nobody calls anybody a communist around here anymore. So. Right. Yeah. But in the Philippines, it's actually back in style. People are just pointing fingers at each other, calling them out for saying that they're communists and they don't care about the Philippines and all that. And it's just escalated so much. So that's so interesting. So calling anyone you don't like, you just call them a communist. And that's kind of what I got through my research. And then I, the next question is obviously, why is being a communist so bad and then that led me to the Communist Party of the Philippines and the New People's Army. Can you explain what those are? Okay, so the CCP has its roots, <coughs> sorry, during the martial law. Uh, and that's when it started. Martial law in the Philippines happened in the early 80s, late 70s, uh, when then President for then Marcos didn't step down uh, from office. He's basically moved. Uh, the election a few times, people started to notice. They started rioting. 
killing started happening and then rioting escalated and then he cracked down on martial law. That's the Cliff Notes version of how things actually happen. It's a much longer, much detailed thing. Uh, but at the end of the like day, the this is knows. what made people question democracy. Like, is the Philippines really a democratic country? You know, are we really fitted uh, under this this sort of platform? And that's when that's how the CCP essentially came to rise. Uh, the CCP was founded by a guy named uh, Joma Season. He is still alive to this day, I think, and he's hiding out in Amsterdam, which is uh, the Netherlands, which is a non-extradition country. So good for him, right? But this entire time, since he's been hiding out in uh, the Netherlands, he's been running things from that part of uh, the world. Um, And yeah, the NPA, the New People's Army, is the sort of militant arm of the CCP. You know, uh, it's the arm that is accused of of terrorism, uh, of hijacking trucks, uh, of um, holding people up uh, at gunpoint, you know, because essentially they're outcasts of, in society. They live up in the mountains with their uh, with their peloton bikes and their <laughs> Patreon subscriptions. New you People's know? So, Army hashtag. I, I think Patreon yeah, subscriptions. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Well, we will tell them. We'll uh, invite them to the Friars Club. They can get us over four hundred dollars. We will support the communists if they pay us forty eight dollars. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, essentially they're just outcasts of society. That's how uh, the Philippines has painted um, communism. Like if you're a communist, you're excluded from everything else in society. So go live up in the mountains or wherever. So yeah, and they, I did read it started in 1969. It said this party, but I think you're, you're. I mean, you're totally right. It grew in power in the 80s. Right. Yeah. And then. Um, Somehow still exists today. I also read that Duterte at one point was part of it when he was younger. Is that yes? True? Yes, he actually. Okay, this is an interesting uh, story here. When President Duterte was still a fledgling uh, lawyer, uh, he was, I don't think he even was a lawyer. I think he was a public defender. I think was the term they used. And um, when he was starting out as a public defender, um, he actually was very active in that space because the CCP, as I've come to learn and as other people have come to learn, is actually not as bad as people say it is. It's actually, they're just after fair and equal treatment of everybody. Wherein in the communist manifesto of things, nobody is above anybody else. That's basically what they're after. Uh, now, for those in power to say that that is wrong, it's, just, it's another conversation. Um, entirely, but from that point in time, President Duterte, when he was younger, a lot younger, uh, he was actually active in activism. So he was part of it. Right. And then now he's killing people who he doesn't even know if they're part of it or not. He just like, it's it's his way of saying they're a bad person is that they're a communist. Right. Right. He's trying to, um, listen, everything, ever since the pandemic happened. Uh, people have, have already been unhappy with the way things were going in, in the Philippines. And so everything has just escalated so incredibly. Um, and then because everything escalated, the power, uh, the people in power rather, have started to crack down harder on things. They shut down the, uh, ABS-CBN, 
which is the largest TV network in the country. They shut it down. So, and then they started with the red tagging, which which gave them an excuse, but a weak one at that. So it didn't really push through to invade a university, the University of the Philippines, which is the government, which is the national university of the country, to invade it and to occupy it for a brief moment. And then they with all these things, they also happened during martial law. So this was the the fear, the growing fear in the public that we might have to go back to that point in time and nobody wants that to happen. Yeah. So do they, in, in reality, cause I don't know, you read a lot and I'm not sure what's, what's, what's fact and what's overblown or under, under reported. It's the fact, the numbers I read said that, and this was like, we read a Stanford study. Some, some person at Stanford did this gigantic study on the, on the new the people's peop- army, the new people's army, which is pretty, pretty wild. And it said that in the eighties, there was 25,000 members which didn't seem like very much, but again, but on one hand, as for a private army, that does sound like a lot of people. Uh, and then it says now there's like three thousand people. So do those n- numbers seem accurate or underblown or overblown? They they sound pretty accurate to me because again, back in the eighties when martial law was happening, a lot of people joined the New People's Army. I had an uncle who was part of it. He's unfortunately passed on, um, but. A lot of people, a lot of younger men didn't want to just sit back and let things happen, you know. So they decided to take up arms. Some of them became activists. Others joined the New People's Army. So it makes sense for it to be as overblown. But over time, as democracy in the country progressed, you had different leaders step into power. So a lot of people either fell out or changed the government also, I think this was during the Aquino administration. Uh, this was after Marcos uh, fell from power. Um, he, she offered uh, livelihood programs and, and homes to the members of the New People's Army to sort of de- de-escalate the situation. So this was a very real thing that happened that to try and calm everybody else, calm everybody down, she offered them homes uh, and livelihood programs. And there a lot you know. of them took it. And a lot of them took it because they, they didn't want to fight anymore. Yeah. I mean, you, that's the way to, that's the, one way to win is to kill everybody. Another way is to like employ them all. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't right. mean just because you're in this army doesn't mean you're a communist, like ideologue, like hardcore. You could just be disinfect, right. disaffected with the way the government's going. Right. right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. essentially just wants, uh, you know, to feed their family at yeah, the end exactly. of the day. And that's what the government did back then. So is the is the the Communist Party. First of all, it's I'm yeah. just thinking if this existed in the U.S. Let's start here. Like if there was three thousand people with their own military and uh, from what we read, you. Like the the land, do they they control some amount of land and people in that land pay taxes to them? Is that yes, correct? yes, in yeah. the provinces outside? I mean, it's kind of wild. It's like uh, Portland when uh, the Chapo district or whatever. A little more than that. No one's paying taxes <laughs> to Antifa in Portland. Antifa should take taxes. It's a little more successful yeah. version of that. Kevin. Yeah, it's the Occupy Portland movement. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's 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 very um, it's a very aggressive move on their part because I've heard stories and reports and seen things that that let people know that they are in the area and that if you if you get caught out at night 
and no, you never know what will happen. Basically, um, there was a um, there are actual signs, road signs that say CCP is here. You know, they let people know of their presence, and smaller towns in the Philippines, uh, less developed areas of the world, rely on the CCP for protection. So basically, it's it's a scam. You know what I mean? So they are they they, they kidnap people. Is that who? Because I was reading. They also yeah, do yeah. that as yeah, well. They also reason. kidnap people. They've basically been, uh, they've basically resulted to being criminals at this point because of the vilification they've undergone. You know, people have painted them as bad guys. So now they're actually bad guys. Yeah, they're, no one's hiring them at the law firm. Right, right? exactly. Once, Nobody Once you join the militant <laughs> rebel group. Uh, right. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Wild. And they, why does why doesn't there's never been a moment to just completely crush them though? Like even before Duterte, or just no. so we don't have this, they just can't. We don't. Uh, actually, there's been constant fighting between the yeah. military and the NPA. It's actually a thing that's been going on until this very day. Right. Um, wars have been fought constantly. Uh, you may have heard of the. Muslim terrorist cell in Mindanao, in the south, right? And well, yeah. in everywhere else, you have the CCP. So it's not, it's basically the Philippines is trying to fight against itself, trying to unify right. everything. And just multiple parties just end up not liking how things are going. And that's why it's been going on for this long. So if you're a regular person, you just avoid certain areas because you know. Yeah. Yeah. You drive faster through certain <laughs> areas. You <laughs> drive faster. We're not stopping for gas. Don't run around yeah. gas in uh, this province. Nobody's going to the bathroom. Yeah, hold it. Use a bottle. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, because yeah, we read that seventy-one of the provinces, seventy-one of the eighty, are there eighty-three provinces? Yeah, I think there are eighty-three. So right seventy-one now, of yeah. the eighty-three, the um the the army claims the the communist army claims to have representation in seventy-one of the eighty-three. Yeah, and until this point, until now, today, you find people who are actually being recruited uh, by the NPA. Um, they'll go into towns. They'll offer some guys of food or employment, or you know, finding your way through life. It's basically like religion, but like with guns, right? So, so people in these far flung areas. They don't really have a lot of options on their end. A lot of them didn't finish school. A lot of them don't really have anywhere else to go. So a lot of them end up being fr- frustrated by the situation and actually joining these groups. I mean, that doesn't sound too far off from how the military in the United States recruits. Right, Cap? They go to like, <laughs> well, I remember them coming to University of Miami when I was in college. Uh, and it was like senior year. We had just finished our final exams. And we're sitting on this patio next to a swimming pool, next to a lake with palm trees and like alligators and this guy in a, and we have flip flops and it's like, you know, I, it, it, we're in paradise. We've just graduated college. And this guy comes up to us, you guys in a suit. And he's like, you, you boys ever think of joining the military? You know, it could really save you from a lot of trouble. And we're like, what trouble do we have? <laughs> yeah, they, they would come to our high schools. And You've come to the, the wrong people, you They're know, like, but that's what they do. They go to certain neighborhoods. I think we can recruit. I mean, now you just say to them, I can't even squint. You want me in the military? I can't fire a gun. So, <laughs> but yeah, did, uh, how does the, um, the, the actual communist party, is it like how in the elections and whatnot, like how popular is it? Like the okay, non, so, I, I wouldn't know about how they run things, but funnily enough, a lot of the comics from 
back home from the Philippines. Actually, we've done shows with some of the more um, the less profile, less lower profile members of that party. Um, they have. There's a comedy scene. There's a comedy, <laughs> a comedy scene. Comedy scene. <laughs> Who books that? Uh, uh, it's it's weird, man. It's no weird drink minimum. While we were doing the show, we saw at least two cop cars drive by. Like, because wow. the bar that we were doing it at was a, a known hot spot, right? So we've had cars drive by once or twice, and everybody was just outside having just smoking cigarettes inside. We were having a great time. But then not far off, we were we were seeing cop cars drive by so so frequently. So it was just it was an interesting uh time. Uh, but a lot of them just like want to get into comedy because you know, like everything else, it's just a way to express the uh, their frustration. <laughs> we should have booked a comedian. Why are we booking you? We should book the comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you comedian. You no, wait, wait, you're telling me <laughs> that even the Filipino communist uh, militant rebels want to be comedians too? Yeah, how, how many of them have podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the I'm, Patreon money comes. They're on from, Patreon. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're on Patreon as well. Number one, yeah. we've done. We, I've done a show with uh, a group of them that's associated with them, so it's it's not as crazy as you think. They're actually okay people, you know, just a little a little more militant than the usual <laughs> people. You have there are rooms in Brooklyn where the people are to the left and more militant than these people. I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so do they? Uh, do you have to worry about what you joke about when you're doing when, those? When shows? I'm around them, no, man, because they actually have a good sense of humor. I actually, yeah. I, 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 I used they're to not be... like American communists. They have a sense of humor. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good sense of humor. No, this this one guy, the head guy, I should say, uh, what he used to do was he used to write this long uh, monologue, right? And and instead of telling it on stage, he gets his two preteen daughters to do it. So like nine and ten year old girls would go up on stage and start talking about President Duterte. About oh it was the most it was the most messed up thing ever because because the kid would just go no there and, and people were just staring at them. And it wasn't and a comedy. They weren't hitting the kids. Bombs. The kids were basically bombing if you, if you think <laughs> about it. But nobody would tell them that because they were kids. Right? They were yeah. little girls. Right? Were they supposed to be funny or was it not? The guy. The dad is the dad's main focus was to get the point across. Yeah. It wasn't to drop a punchline. More know? of a Bill Hicks set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Bill Hicks used his daughter. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it, was just, it was just a trip to watch because to see uh, two, two little girls talk about Marxism and then talk about about anal sex in the same set. Yeah, and the dad was very open about it. It was so strange, right? And then afterwards, afterwards, Chino, did the little girls come and try to collect taxes from all your guys? (laughs) (laughs) They stick around for tips? I don't think so. (laughs) Tips, mandatory tips. They have the number two podcast now in the Philippines. Those two girls. (laughs) So... So what? Uh, yeah, second to the Class Clown podcast. Check it out hey, on all your uh, yeah. So what is? I because I can't imagine Kaplan. If we had a group like that in the U.S., every single president we've had in our history would just go in there and blast them out, wouldn't they? Well, yeah. Well, we don't have. I mean, I guess it's easier in America. It's not like far. I don't know. We we have like a, the best military. We could just do anything. So you can't. You can't. Uh, 
I can't imagine it. We can't. That, that's why we're, we're looking forward to the future where we get to that, I guess is what you're trying to say. But I can't imagine it in the history of America of having this. But we are supposed to have militias. That was supposed to be our well, militias purpose, are coming. We've heard, yeah, they're yeah. getting they're they're currently forming in outer Michigan. But I mean, in the original, yeah, exactly, they're coming, and uh, it's very it's very throwback to like an, an, a simpler time and like a picture like Italy, you a know, like simpler Sicily. time <laughs> when you just had like lawlessness and. <laughs> so Chino, what like when they were getting started? I guess you said they just really came to came to power in the eighties. How come there hasn't been a single leader in the past, a president in the past? who's just really gone hard into him. Or, or I guess here's a better question. Is their goal to take over the country or is their goal to become a legitimate party? Their goal is to actually become a legitimate party. Okay. Uh, that's, that's the goal that they've been after. Uh, that's They wanted to offer an option. That's how they started out. Um, like I said, John Season, the, the leader uh, uh, of this group, didn't really. I don't think he ever ran for for off public office. I don't think, but he just wanted to show people a different side. I don't really know what he was arrested for, but he was arrested for something, and that's how everything just swerved into the direction that it's in right now. Because uh, he doesn't want to come back because he doesn't know what will happen to him. His yeah. group has been villainized so in, intensely. Uh, that their their goals are are basically askew now. Now now people are saying that they're out to topple the government, but I never really saw it uh, as that. Yeah, um, when you read online, it says the goals are to overthrow the government, to become institute uh, Marxism, to I, all all the things that communist governments right. have done in the past. All the all the the, the the main hits play all the hits, <laughs> play all the classics. Take over, take the money away from the rich, redistribute right. yeah. it to the poor, the international kind of stuff. Um, so Keep, they want to kick America out of the country, right? They don't want America to be involved. Oh, that all. was a big thing too. Yeah, yeah, to get the U.S. influence out of the yes, country. that was a that was a bigger deal in the early '90s when the American bases were still around. Yeah, the bases are all closed now. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's that just takes away. That just takes away something from there. And, but does know. does Duterte and other leaders like almost like having them around because it's like a, a good deflection point? You it's, know, like that's people how are upset. Yeah, that's how it's looking uh, out to be. Like it, he's trying to divert the problems onto a different group instead of addressing the problems that are present. I mean, we're still going through a pandemic. You know, we're still um, trying to figure out what's going on with, with the government's plan. But here comes President Duterte with his war against the communists. You know, that takes precedent over everything else. Yeah, which by the, like I said, it's when we looked it up, according to the numbers, it's 3,000 people in the whole country. So it doesn't, I guess if they occupy part of land though, that makes it a bigger issue. But it seems like it's hard for 3,000 people to have much of an influence on a country. I don't know. It seems like he's making it out. On one hand, he's making it out to be a bigger issue than it is. But it's 3000 armed people. There could be other people who support them. No, maybe that's true. Maybe the military is 3000 people. I would assume. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I want to get into and go ahead, Chino. Sorry. Sorry. The, the, the 3000 people I believe are the armed, uh, NPAs, the new people's army. Okay. That's, I think what they were talking about. Uh, I don't think, 
Because like I said, with this Karapatan group, there are other groups who are also being painted as communists out there in the country who people say that are communists and have activist ties to the CCP but aren't necessarily proven, you know, because just recently there was this news that broke in a province, I believe, in Samar, if I'm not mistaken, wherein uh, the chief of police of that area demanded a list of lawyers who had ties to the CCP. This was after just a streak of killings of of, uh, activists in that area as well. So lawyers in the country banded together and just said that, hey, hold on, we're not activists. We're not all activists here. We're not all communists here. We can't, you can't just give out our names just like that. So it's actually, it's actually a more prominent problem now than it's ever been. And, and there's kids. There's still a youth group. You mentioned Duterte was a member of it. And I know it's banned, but it still exists. It's just like underground where they train because I kind of want, I have children and they're very materialistic brats. So I'd like to turn them into communists if I can. <laughs> so, so I might send them if you know a guy who can watch them, trustworthy. I'll, get I'll doing, hook, <laughs> yeah, I'll hook them up with that dad who got his daughters to do stand up. Yeah, because I'm looking as a youth. Yeah, it's like, uh, they, go to, youth. they can play, yeah, they can play the communist uh, comedy circuit in the Philippines. Uh, I, I have more questions on Duterte and his connection. Uh, but before we get to that, Kaplan, we have another ad, another oh. Patreon subscriber. For $20 a month, you not only get our show three times a week, the extra show that Kaplan and I do live from the bunker, you also get a Lost in America t-shirt. We went to number one in Armenia. We put that t-shirt out. You get that. Plus, you get an ad on this show once a month. We'll read whatever you want. How about that? Whatever Kaplan? you want. You want to you have business. You want to shame somebody. You want to say something nice. You want to propose. Anything you want. It so would be great we, if someone one day proposes to their wife through us on this show. How break good some would news? that be, Kaplan? <laughs> so what do we got today? Today we got Sugar Brady. Oh, listeners. Sugar Brady, Sugar one of our favorite fans. Brady, he has a friend who is in a tough spot. This is a pretty serious one, Cap. Uh, got to go Casey gonna, Kasem voice then. For, I don't know his voice that well. <laughs> what is Casey Kasem voice? Uh, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I'm not a Casey? thousand years old. Apologies. <laughs> Okay, boomer. My friend is in a <laughs> Becky. Okay, Becky Trim Trimnell uh, is uh, her. Oh, I'm just going to read what he wrote. Becky Trimnell's only crime has been unknowingly voting in a presidential election without being a U.S. citizen. Unknowingly voting. Uh, Becky was adopted by an American couple days after she was born in Mexico. Unbeknownst to her parents, it was done illegally. Becky found out all of this in her mid 20s while applying for a passport in preparation for her honeymoon. Just an American trying to go on a honeymoon. Upon graduating dental school, her husband took a humanitarian post in a remote part of Alaska to serve a small community with no current dentist. So good so far. After years of uncertainty and finally with real income, John and Becky hired an immigration attorney to help sort out Becky's status. But upon receiving her application, the federal government immediately denied her request and ordered her to report for deportation to a country, Mexico. She has not been since she was, what, a week, two weeks old, something like this. So, 
That's Sugar Brady's friend. He's trying to get the word out there as much as possible that she needs help. If you would like to read more, uh, much more eloquently, a much more eloquent version of this story, he says, and help the Trimble family, the Trimble fight the federal government, uh, to help them fight the federal government, please check out the pinned tweet at S. Brady Sullivan on Twitter. S-B-R-A-D-Y-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N on Twitter, at S. Brady Sullivan. Go there for more information. Help the Trimble family. Kaplan, that's that. Now back wow. to the show. Um. Hopefully we can help them out. We have a I lot know, of people little, in the I'm state little, department. You kind of took me down now. I'm a little depressed about this. It's story. a bummer, but we do have state department people who listen to this. We do have some prominent people. We got some lawyers, and and I like that Sugar Brady did work in a plug for his Twitter page, though at least it's his pin tweet. So he got he did a good deed, but he also, of course, get your yeah, get, your get a few followers. So good why not? You. Wet your own beak while you're at it. Yeah. So anybody who can help, please. Sugar Brady is a good people. Even though now he yes, and now he's my, my son sometimes, but he's a good person. <laughs> Back to the show. Uh, here's what I want to ask about Duterte. He said when he came into office that he knows these people. He used to be a communist. He knows right. the communists. He's going he to negotiate the with them. He said right. he's going to negotiate with them. And by the end of his term, 2022, he said he'll have a solution. Everything will be worked out. Now he's trying to just go around and kill all of them. Not only kill them, he's trying to kill people who are tangentially related, if related at all. What went wrong in the middle there? Uh, here's the thing, man. He's made a lot of he made a lot of promises at the start, even before his, his election. Uh, that's how he rose to power. He told people that he solved the drug problem in three to six months. Did not happen. He said that he'd solve traffic. Did not happen. Traffic, uh, like traffic. driving traffic. Yeah, oh, driving Manila traffic. is the worst like, traffic on yeah. earth. Capital. How was he going to solve traffic? Just exactly, right? <laughs> He's going to shoot uh, bad drivers. I don't know. <laughs> you, you're not driving fast enough. Shoot them. Yeah. Shoot rubbernecks. No, no, but traffic in the, in, in the Philippines, driving traffic is, is horrible. Kaplan, so it can take five hours to get from one side of Manila to the other. They just Do they have a guy in the sky, like a, a, a helicopter who gives you a traffic report? Maybe that's what they need. Infrastructure is what they need. I, I like how that's your solution. Like we've never heard of helicopters. Like, yeah. Do they do they have ways? Maybe we give them the app ways. It'll help people yeah. know where to go. Kaplan, no. please. No. All right. So he. No, it's just it. it's just horrible all around. Like everybody else doesn't know what to do, so they relied on this guy who said who claimed that he knew how to do things because he was the mayor of Davao City. City for the longest time, and they had the lowest crime rates there, and, and people seemed to obey the law, so they thought that they could apply that to the entire country. I don't actually know what fell apart with his relationship with the NPA. All I know is, and this is this is coming from another stand-up comic who happened to be a frontline soldier. <laughs> this is amazing. It's just uh, amazing people walk into uh, our open mics. So this guy <laughs> suddenly uh, got an order uh, to increase, um, I guess you could say, aggressiveness uh, against the NPA. So if it was a falling apart, I don't know what actually happened. But if this is part of the solution, then it's not really surprising because he seems to be the kind of guy who shoots first and then just 
doesn't ask questions at all. Yeah, he doesn't even ask questions later. Yeah, just so you guys have questions. in your comedy community, you have military soldiers who right. are who are supposed to go shoot the MPA, and you yeah. have MPA. Do they ever right. appear on the yeah. same nights, or do you know they, to book they, them, separate them? Fortunately, on our end, they've never like this. This happened. The, the soldier did did a few sets uh, <laughs> four five years ahead of the NPA guy. So okay, they, the they could guy, be rather. like there's like um, a seeds of peace, which is like where Israelis and Palestinians get together and play <laughs> soccer, or like yeah. and there's like respect for the game of soccer. So they they put everything. They don't. There's no fighting then. So it like could be the, the respect like, uh, for the mic. Yeah, yeah. Drop. Uh, <laughs> like a goodwill games, but with like dick jokes or something. Right? <laughs> so you can you can maybe solve this whole problem with a few more open mic nights. Yeah. <laughs> so what about um what's going on with the the oh can I just have one last question? Is it weird to live in a place where part of the territory is just controlled by a whole other militant government that takes taxes, or do you just get used to it? Um, I actually, okay, the places that they re- are referring to in that, the thing you read, actually are nowhere near Manila. Okay. I mean, Manila itself has its own set of problems, groups, activists. Granted, it's the capital, but mm-hmm. these provinces are actually very far off in the poorest parts of the country. These par- these places don't have running water, sometimes no power, but right? definitely no Patreon. So oh, no. it's just the hard. What are they getting places. for these taxes? They don't even have water and water. <laughs> no, for that's house? how they keep things running. That's uh, that's how they keep things running. The the NPA. Uh, you're, you're talking about the NPA taxes or the uh, government taxes? No, the NPA. The yeah, the, the Communist Party's taxes. That yeah, that's have. how they keep things running. That's how they keep themselves fed, and that's how they keep putting up uh, all these like the mobs and, sort of. You yeah, they charge a, people a cut. Yeah, yeah exactly. Doing business, so, and we will protect your business in this area, or whatever. It's essentially a criminal uh, enterprise at this point, you know. So that's how they keep things running. That's how they keep doing what they do, you know. That's because these guys are just way up in the mountains, way deep in the jungles of, of the Philippines. They uh, are very well hidden, I should say. Um, and those that aren't well hidden are ready to fight to the death. So. Like I was telling you about about the soldier, right? he's actually seen uh, firefights with actual NPA members in um, uh, northern Mindanao. So it's actually a it's actually uh, a very well hidden but very open secret, I guess you could say. Wow! And so, does anyone support the twer- Is there like a, a can you be a reasonable person and also support Duterte wanting to get rid of this group? Right now, reason, reason, and President Duterte aren't like the exact combination. No, he's like not, it's hard. It, it's a hard yeah. sell. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess my question is: Can you, can you say? Well, it is weird that we have this um, non-government entity going right. around collecting taxes. So, if Duterte wants to get rid of him, I don't really like Duterte, but also like we shouldn't just have these people. Or is it more like you got to be? I'm with the Twerte everything or I'm against him everything. There are people who uh, do what you, the first thing you said, how how they voted for President Duterte because they don't like the crime problem or the drug problem or even the communist problem in the country. Yeah. This is one of his main uh, selling points for his presidency. That's how he got people to vote for him because he promised to uh, do a, a laundry list 
of things here. Um, but then nowadays, I I feel like the people who side with President Duterte because he wants to get rid of the communists are people who have actually experienced being affected by the FBA or the CCP. You know, people yeah. who have been victimized by them. People who don't really who tried to turn to do the police, but the police were too afraid to do anything. Yep. You no, know, this this is this is what makes sense now yeah. uh, nowadays because here comes the hero. Oh, here comes President Duterte with his war against the communists. Plus yeah. the boomers. I'm sure the boomers like that. Yeah, the, definitely the boomers. The boomers <laughs> love him be- because of his old school Dirty Harry stance on things. That's Dirty Harry. I mean, we were reading about like there's like a, a famous actress who was who basically just made like an innocent sounding comment about hoping the future would be better for everyone. And they, they red tagged right. her for that and said that she basically well, some she general said she, said she should watch her back. She said she hopes the future is better for women. And they were like, oh, are you a communist because you support women? Yeah, I mean, it's gone. The McCarthyism never went. I mean, that's like. (laughs) Right, right, right. yeah. Yeah. No, this actress, uh, I think you're talking about Liza Sabrana. She's she's younger, uh, a lot younger than ourselves. Um, She's one and she's uh, one of the uh, fresher faces on TV. Like she's been famous for the past few years now. Uh, but because ABS CBN shot down, she was affected by that because she works for the network. So she she's been hanging around online a lot, letting people know how unhappy she is with the state of things. Mm. And like I said, people just if they don't like something, if people in power don't like something, they can just easily call you a, a communist. And that that'll and- just attract so much heat. Yeah. What about this though? Doesn't Duterte, as far as I know, has a good relationship with uh, Xi Jinping and China, right. who are the ultimate a communist, communist country? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. Does he know what the C stands for? <laughs> what, what, is, what does he say about that? I actually, I, I actually don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> be stuck because I, on one hand, yes, he is against the communists, but on the other, China. You know, so maybe he just doesn't want to poke the bear. I guess. Yeah. Like you worry about that problem once it gets here. It's, it's already here, you know. The Ch- Chinese vessels have been spotted closer and closer to the territory. So I actually don't know what his solution is for that. Maybe he just lays down. I don't know. Turner, you when you were running the comedy club in China, you should have booked some of these communist uh, Filipino comedians. <laughs> you would have. You might a, still be there. It would have been a hit. <laughs> Kung Fu comedy. <laughs> Should have yeah. headlined those little girls, man. <laughs> that that could have been part of our um, our negotiation to stay a comedy yeah. cup to not get shut down. Is what we guarantee once a month we will have one of these guys headlining. Exactly. We'll we'll, we'll give equal time to the communist uh, comedians as well. So um, so what do you wait? So you were last time we talked to you, you were in Manila. Right and now, you just told us you're in the Bay Area in San Mateo. Yes, you're in uh, America. Just, Welcome to America. Oh, thank you, thank you for having just, me. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I just came with my parents. We were just hanging out, uh, and we just basically went. They came here to get vaccinated. Uh, oh. So, oh, cool. So they did that. I'm actually leaving back to the Philippines in about two weeks. So I've been here a while. I've been here. Did you get a vaccine while you were with them, or? Uh, I've I've been trying to, but uh, no luck so far. So, oh, just go get it, man. No, yeah. there's a club in New York, uh, Stand Up New York right. Comedy Club, and they're getting, for all comedians, they're booking you your appointments. 
Oh, cool. So right. tell them. Donnie Care. Donnie Care, baby. We'll fly into we'll, New York. I'll let them yeah. know you're on the way, and they'll have your appointment by the time you step off the plane. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I might do that. <laughs> I have two weeks. So. Oh, but you uh, might have to be a. Are you? So are your I parents? I mean, I can always just. When it comes to the vaccine, my parents have always been flexible because we were supposed to leave uh, the earliest, oh, it was second week of March. Yeah. But because of that vaccine, we moved it back. And then because my mom got the vaccine herself, she had to move it back as well. So uh, April, the, the week I'm supposed to leave is still up in the air. It's not really uh, in stone right now. So for any of you communists listening here, you never know when I get back. <laughs> still up in the air. <laughs> were they? How was you. it a fly to America? Were you? I didn't know we even had flights. It was hard, man. Like, it's a lot. How'd you get on stricter. a? Yeah, yeah. So um, the flight out wasn't so difficult. Uh, for, in the Philippines, sorry, sorry. Let me we reinstate re- everything. Uh, when we were flying out, it was a lot harder actually because we had to uh, get tested for one. Before you could get on a plane, you had to get tested. And then you had to be socially distanced from everything. Everything had to be uh, disinfected. So there's an extra layer of security on top of the layers of security that they already have. So instead of just going through you know, your regular TSA in the Philippines, you also actually have to get the temperature tested. Mm. And you have to fill out health declaration forms, do contact tracing, all of that. So that's before you get on the plane. So it takes a, it adds an extra hour to the process, right? When you get on the plane, you have to be masked up the entire flight. Right. You also have to wear your face shield. How long is that flight? It's a 16-hour flight. Ooh. So Whoa. long time with a mask. A long time in the mask. Exactly. Wait, did you eat? Are you allowed to eat? Take no, your when mask you, to eat? When you eat or drink, you're allowed to take your mask. Pro tip, Canada. just eat for 16 hours straight. <laughs> Kaplan took a two-hour flight to Florida and ate the whole time so he didn't have to put his mask. <laughs> Infected eat everyone or drink, on the plane. Get some booze, you know. Kaplan has right. antibodies, we should say. He I already do, got yes. COVID. Fresh so. antibodies. Just tested this week. Still have them. Yeah. Yes. Right. The rest so, yeah, of the was... plane didn't know that. He was well, freaking sure everybody. Sure. <laughs> Next time I'll make a shirt. Number one in Armenia, have antibodies. I <laughs> saw a great shirt last week. It said, for uh, St. Patrick's Day, it said, kiss me, I'm vaccinated. Oh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. But, so, so, all right. And then you, so you're, but you're, you have family in California anyway. Are your parents, or do you guys have citizen, like dual citizenship or something? Uh, no, my brother and my sister are actually here uh, on green cards and my parents as well. My parents fly back and forth. My parents cool. and my other sister, yeah. uh, who has special needs, flies back and forth. So my my brother and my sister actually stay here in, in the Bay Area. They work here and they live here full time. So you know, once in a while, when it, when the holidays roll around, we fly out here, spend time with them, and then cool. just head back home. You know. Yeah, that's great. We got to do a show. I'm in. I usually go for the holidays too, actually, to Sacramento. So. If we end up there at the same time sometime soon. Oh, yeah, know. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome to do a show in California. I, mean, I thought you were going to say we'd do a live show in the Philippines, get get some of the comedy. Well, we need to do that, too. We'll go back to that barbershop in Manila we performed <laughs> at. Yeah. And we'll bring in the communists, too. Bring yeah. in the communists. And soldier. And, and yeah, we'll bring it all in. Yeah, child soldier, whatever. I'll yeah. have my kids do a, do a, there'll be like a, a contest between them and the child soldiers. <laughs> See if we do better jokes. <laughs> See, Sugar Brady will, ju- will judge it. And, uh, Sugar <laughs> so, uh, what's going to happen? So, Detroit only has one year left, right? 
supposedly, yeah, he's only at, he only has one year left. Is he going to have a real election in a year? Or is he going to try to pull some? No, I, I no, I don't think he will. I think uh, his his hold on the country is still too tenuous to do anything that drastic. Uh, what people are saying is that he's getting his daughter to run for for uh, presidency, uh, just to keep it in the family. And so he can't run again. Is that that was what we? No, you cannot yeah. run again after right. you do a full term. So a full I remember term something full- we learned last time. I remember that. And yeah. what's her situation? Is she a politician? She is a politician. She's the current mayor of Davao City, where Duterte comes from, yeah. where he was a mayor before. Um, and her stance on things is pretty much the same as her father's. Ivanka yeah. so, Duterte. Yeah, <laughs> it like- it's, 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 it's pretty much on the same uh, wavelength. So uh, she's going to go around killing, killing drug dealers with her bare hands, too? She's going to cure cat traffic. She's got a secret. She's been waiting. President President Pacquiao, when is he going to be? That's the thing. President Pacquiao is still saying that it's God's decision. So, God. Yeah, he's he's leaving it in God's hands. He hasn't really declared anything yet. I mean, I I saw that like Mike Tyson is going to fight again for like $25 million. So Pacquiao might just come back to boxing the way that they're getting seniors to box now. So (laughs) seniors. Yeah. That's what we, that's the one thing that happened this pandemic that they realized that we can just keep having old guys fight. People are interested. So last question I have. uh, So I did read the Twerte is like, so obviously 80% of the Philippines is Catholic, right? Right. Right. And the Twerte is hardcore anti-Catholic. Right. How does that? How does he maintain popularity when it's uh, it, it, the Catholics who did vote for him are more conservative than they are progressive Catholics? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, he's basically he'll say like "fuck the pope right," and exactly. like just crazy I mean, stuff. He makes but jokes then, about gang rape and stuff. Right, he's not exactly <laughs> right. And the people who did vote for him also know that he's out here. To cleanse the country of drug dealers and mm, rapists and, so that's and they like. all the uncouth people you're supposed to be afraid of, you know. I so, see. So, so they rather side with that than with somebody because he made such bold promises. That's the thing here. That's what you have to remember. He made such bold promises about how he's going to cure the land of all sorts of disease, you know. And people believed him in that point in time. Well, last time we. Sorry, I just want to say that now, though, a lot of Filipinos who did vote for him are starting to see the light, starting to realize that yeah. you know maybe we maybe we fucked up, basically. Yeah, the one no, last term time you were on, you talked so about bad. how how sorry you talked about how how uh, Duterte was promising he was going to get Putin's vaccine, the Sputnik. It turned out that ended right. up being it, a great. It, it vaccine. ended up being a good vaccine. We we laughed and poo pooed it last time yeah. you were on. But right. is it not available? Because like, you flew to it's, America, so it's it, hard. To- I, I, I actually don't know what happened to that because oh. uh, what I know is now we're getting our vaccines from China. Ooh, um, yeah. We've had the option to get vaccines from Pfizer and AstraZeneca. And AstraZeneca is actually in the country right now, but it's in limited quantities. Um, the Moderna vaccine, Moderna and Pfizer don't want to send vaccines to the Philippines because a while back there was, a, there, there was another vaccine outbreak uh, a, a vaccine a controversy, rather, for the uh, dengue fever, right? They they sent out they so a company tested out the dengue fever vaccine on in the Philippines and it caused uh, deaths. Okay, and, and up to up to this day, people don't know what actually happened. So 
Pfizer and Moderna are trying to err on the side of caution here and say that before we send vaccines over to your country, you have to make sure that if people start dying, we aren't going to be held accountable. I think that's the basic gist uh, of things here because the vaccines aren't really proven to cause the deaths, basically. Right, it it wasn't really. Oh, so people didn't take it last. You mean people won't take it because of this other experience? No, because because when the dengue, when the dengue, uh, sorry, dengvaxia virus. That's a that's a mouthful. Dengvaxia (laughs) vaccine. I don't remember that. I don't remember that one. (laughs) Scandal happened. The Philippines basically wiped their hands clean and said. And that's not our problem. That's not, that's all you guys. That's and they, they blame the manufacturers of the vaccine, yeah, for for what happened. And the and you know Pfizer and Moderna, being the larger pharmaceutical companies, saw this happen and said that hold on, we need to make sure that we have things clear when we give this vaccine over because we have because we're telling you that it's not a hundred percent effective. We're telling you that there are side effects. Oh, we're telling you this and right. that. So when people Start when when the margin of error starts increasing, you have to make sure that you inform your public of that. Uh, but on the other hand, on the other side of the things, there's a Chinese pharmaceutical company called Sinovac, which is um, sending the vaccines over from the Philippines, and of course, naturally, because they are with China and a Chinese company. The government prioritized them before everything else. Yeah. And so they didn't want to deal with the Pfizer problem. They used that as an excuse. Mm. And now they're uh, rolling out the Sinovac vaccines. Hmm. Good people on both sides. <laughs> but you guys don't. Here's the thing, though. You don't nearly need the vaccine because I was reading about how you guys have figured out coronavirus because you've done a very smart thing. You've kept... <laughs> This is to me. I find this amazing. <laughs> Children haven't left the home in a year. Is that yeah, that's what I was yeah. under fifteen? I've, right? They yeah. haven't been allowed to leave the home for a year now. If you're under fifteen and over the age of seventy-five, I believe you're okay. not allowed. 65, sorry. Can you imagine, Turner, no seniors and no children out and about? That'd be what, amazing. How, that's like bliss. Yeah, that's... <laughs> how can I... They should put that on the tourism uh, advertisement. <laughs> I mean, there's no old people... Dr- that should have cured traffic. You don't have Come old Come to the country with no kids and no old people. Yeah. yeah I read that they said that uh, they were going to allow the kids over 10 to go to the malls because, like, malls is a big social activity. Right. Nah, yeah. And nah, then nah, Detorte nah. said, no, no, no. He changed oh, his mind. He, like, vetoed them. <laughs> And he said, it's not my, he just, it's too risky because they live with the grandparents and they bring it I home, mean, I guess. And I, I mean, it's, it's crazy because people don't really know what's happening. Uh, we, we just got out of a year long lockdown. And then last week I heard that the country or Manila at least is going back into a, another lockdown. Oh man. They're so they're, call, they're calling it a bubble. Like it's some sort of NBA thing. Um, <laughs> the Philippines but, bubble. Yeah, they call it the NCR plus bubble, which is it's just they're just coming out with the stupidest names for these things. Basically, yeah. the the plan, the the main plan is just for people to just stay locked up. Uh that's the that's the farthest this this government has gone as far as trying to solve. The problem they've they there's no proactivity on their end. To well, are parents corona. allowed to um are parents allowed to uh leave home and leave their children at home? They are. They are oh, allowed to go oh. to work. Uh, okay, we just leave the kids there. <laughs> just don't yeah, leave. Right. Right. 
right? Oh, but you got to understand, a lot of these Filipino homes, they're, they're about a one-bedroom. That's <laughs> it. Like, or, or a studio, maybe even smaller. They, you know, kids, ki- kids get cabin fever very quickly. So it's if you like have to prison. stay... Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like a cell. So yeah. if you're locked up for uh, an entire year, you're going to go crazy. So what are they? Are the kids sneaking out and being like... Yeah, the kids are sneaking out. There have been... Uh, reports of ki- of parents being arrested. Oh, they arrest because the you parents. can't arrest the kids, right? So you arrest you, the parent. Can you imagine? I I, w- I would totally get arrested because I Capo would, would be arrested day one. <laughs> <laughs> he has no I, control I need over kids his to get kids. out. I need them to. I have no control of them. They'd be like, Ruby wants to see your friends. She would just leave, and then she would tell the police officer, "Yeah, my dad. This is his address. Go get him." <laughs> can I ask a last question about? Uh, you said earlier we skipped over it, but your uncle was in the was in the was one of the communists back in the day. He was an activist. Um, I don't oh, an activist. Okay. He, I don't necessarily know what he did. Uh, the story goes on, on my side of the family that my uncle fled to the mountains during martial law. Um, and then he was never heard from again. Whoa. Uh, so, so yeah, he was, he was just, he disappeared. And then the body just showed up like months later. Oh man. That's so, crazy. so nobody knows what happened. Not my uncle's, not my mom. Yeah. Um, but, but that's there. That's what they suspect happened. You know? Went to go join the fight. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not to go you know? skiing. You, it's, you're, there's only one thing you're doing up there. So that's yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so like they have an actual peloton, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, I hope you get the vaccine soon. Uh, if you could do it, just go anywhere. And actually, if you go to like a CVS sometimes in your neighborhood they'll just give right. you a shot so also i can't believe you came all the way you left a country that's been locked down for a year and you're in san francisco which is like the most locked down city in america probably yeah, go to it's Texas. actually open a lot of the places out oh, there they, are pretty open oh so. they just opened up you got lucky. Oh, yeah, I, I lucked you should go to texas yeah go or go that's a good point he brings up though when we say lockdown in america it's not like every other country in the world when they say lockdown it's real yeah. lockdown yeah the kids can't like, leave the house i guess it, it yeah, means nothing right. We're like, oh, we're yeah. locked down. We can <laughs> oh, like, go to the grocery store. I mean, I got to do an open mic last night. So oh, they've opened mics wow. in San Francisco. They're ahead of us. Yeah. Wow. I don't right. know how locked down things actually are. So <laughs> all right. Well then enjoy enjoy being out in the wild. Yeah. That's the episode. Yeah, thanks, Thank you so much, Chino. That's it. Everybody, check out the Class Clown Podcast. And if you like this, we had Chino on a few months ago, episode 193, and we were just starting this format. Now it's rocking. Wow, we've and done rolling. like 30 episodes in this format. That's amazing. We have. We've done about 30 I did episodes. not realize it was that many. Yeah. Look at so that. Thanks for coming back, Chino. Come back Thanks anytime. for having me on, guys. Yeah. Love to see anytime. you, man. Anytime Enjoy. something crazy happens in your country, come back. The yeah. United States, that's it. Kaplan, what should we do? Uh, I'm going to finish this mezcal, and I'm going to get lost. Get lost.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.